If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Just me today doing another solo episode. And this topic was actually submitted by a longtime follower and I'm calling the episode Whose Fault It Is, and today I'm going to talk about kind of the blame game that happens after a breakup and, you know, why we tend to want to point fingers, why it can be really harmful, why it can actually have some benefits to it, and then, you know, kind of talking about like the ultimate goal of healing through a breakup is not to blame, but to learn. So in this episode, I'm going to walk all through that. And the first thing that I wanted to touch on is it's really natural to want to focus on whose fault it is. I think we do that in so many situations in our lives. If something goes wrong at work, it's natural to want to figure out whose fault it is. You know, when tragedy strikes in the world, we automatically want to know whose fault it is. So I think especially in situations where our power has been taken away, and I think that's a very big part of a breakup of why it's so painful, is if you are on the receiving end of the breakup, it feels really powerless, honestly, and it feels like we've completely lost any sense of control in our lives because something so big was taken from us. So when we are feeling that powerless and we are feeling completely out of control, when we do point the finger at someone, and most of what I'm going to be talking about today is this whole blame thing can go, for the most part, can go one of two ways. You're either going to blame your ex or you're going to blame yourself. And It's interesting because you'll find, at least what I have found in different personality types, it's pretty easy for me to pinpoint who's going to blame themselves and who's going to blame the ex. I'm someone that will pretty much always blame myself. I honestly have to work through this in therapy a lot too, where I'm really quick to put the blame on me and my therapist has to remind me that like other people make mistakes too and other people are at fault too. So 
I think you're either a person that tends to blame your ex or tends to blame yourself. Neither are great, you know, neither are a good thing to do, but it overall can give us a certain sense of control. And I also recognize that in some breakups, if your ex cheated, you'll blame the person he was with, or, you know, sometimes we can blame family members. So there are other people to point the finger at when we're going through a breakup, but for the most part, you're either going to point your finger at your ex or at yourself. And when it comes to like the ultimate goal of this whole like whose fault it is blame game kind of thing, I think no matter what side you're on in a breakup and no matter what the circumstances are that cause the breakup, we all have space to grow and learn from a breakup and from the relationship. But there's a time and a place and a balanced way to do that. What I like to tell people is typically right after the breakup is not the time to try to figure out whose fault it is. Because what happens when we do that is there's like no objectivity. There's We're not really in touch with reality right after a breakup. And this is something to keep in mind no matter what you're going through. Your thoughts and pretty much everything you do is going through this filter of shock and heartbreak. So just know that you're thinking, honestly, your thinking's not that reliable right after a breakup, just how it is. Um, My dad would always remind me that if I was mad, my thinking was not reliable. And that is 100% the case. So Just know that that's not the time. When I see someone fresh out of a breakup who's like trying to hop into trying to figure out what happened and trying to figure out the lessons, I tell them to pause and you just need to focus on you because what I always find is, again, it goes one way or the other and you either start beating the absolute living shit out of yourself and focusing all on why it's all your fault you completely messed it up you ruined your life like it's so dramatic or you'll do the same thing to your ex which that's not a smart thing to do either so if you find yourself beating yourself up or you know mentally beating your ex up just try to remember okay my thinking my thinking is not super reliable right now so instead of focusing on whose fault it is I'm going to try to focus on just me and what I'm feeling and the the feelings that I'm going through and what, what I actually need. I think a big reason that we want to focus on pointing the finger and placing blame and figuring out whose fault it is right after the breakup is because when we do that, it gives us an out to processing our own feelings. Sometimes, oftentimes, I should say, We will focus on another person, another situation, something outside of us so we don't have to actually feel what's going on below the surface. If you think about it, breakups bring this immense hurt, immense sadness. It's a tragedy what we're going through. And as humans, we don't love those feelings. This is why a lot of the time... People will say, are you angry or are you just scared or are you hurt? Hurt and fear are are really vulnerable emotions. And if you're someone that struggles with vulnerability, which I think we all struggle with vulnerability 
to a certain extent. So if we can turn to anger, anger doesn't feel as vulnerable. It feels like we're in control of the anger. It just doesn't feel as vulnerable. It doesn't feel as scary to feel angry. It feels like more like we're on the offense than on the defense. So it makes sense why people want to jump to that. Also, I think a lot of the time we try to find the fault right after a breakup because, because in our minds, and this it's the same thing that I talked about in the closure episode, we want closure, we want to know whose fault it is because we think that if we can identify whose fault it is, then we can fix the fault. So if you think it's your fault that the breakup happened because you were pressuring your ex into defining the relationship, which by the way, it's not a valid reason to end a relationship, but let's say that's in your mind. That's what it is. If you think it's your fault because of that, you can go to your ex and say, I'm sorry I pressured you. I, I won't do that again. Can we please like continue to make it work or the same thing if it's your ex you know if you think it's your ex's fault why the breakup happened you can rationalize it it just feels like a lot more manageable in your mind when you know exactly what the fault was because when a relationship just ends it feels like a big black hole swallowing us up it feels incredibly overwhelming so again if you can focus on like this small fault, it will feel like one, you can fix it and like in your mind think you can get back together. Um, and it can also distract you from the feelings that come when you get broken up with. So I completely understand why people focus on that, but I would really urge you to not. And if you catch yourself in the blame game, trying to move out of that, use a pattern interrupt, um, use a healthy distraction to try to get away from that. I think there is like a caveat to jumping to blame right after a breakup. And that is if you are someone who I call it like is under the spell of your ex, um, meaning they're up on a pedestal, they can do no harm. I honestly, I see this a lot in people coming out of toxic relationships. Um, they, they just can't see the reality of the situation. They can't see the forest from the trees. And so they still have this obsession with their ex. And I've totally had this with exes in the past where they were up on this pedestal. And honestly, they could do no wrong in my eyes, even if I had plenty of people telling me that they weren't a great person for me. So if you're in that situation, finding fault in your ex is actually going to be a good thing because what I find is like the moment you are able to find that fault, it knocks your ex off the pedestal. It knocks off your rose-colored glasses. It will stop you from completely romanticizing the entire relationship. And so basically, it'll just give you like a fighting chance to get over the breakup. So for me, when I was going through the abusive relationship and got out of it, I still had my ex up on a pedestal. People would tell me, I'm so glad you're out of that relationship. And I just, I honestly like couldn't see that. 
And it wasn't until I got honest with a friend and I just kind of laid out the relationship and I heard myself say all the things that were wrong. That was enough for me to see that he had faults. It knocked him off the pedestal and it allowed me to finally like go no contact and stop seeing him and finally be able to heal and move past that. So if you're someone who's completely like under the spell of your ex, like wanting to move on, I would probably recommend like trying to find some of those faults. But other than that, try not to get into that right in the beginning. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. And then the next thing that I wanted to talk about is if you are feeling at fault for the breakup, I want to give you some examples of things that are not your fault for. So if you're someone who's quick to jump into it's all my fault, I'm the one that caused the breakup, and it's because of any of these reasons I'm about to list, you need to cut yourself a lot of slack. Bringing up your feelings. If you brought up your feelings and that made your ex upset or made them get defensive and then that led to the breakup, that is not your fault. (laughs) Not even a little bit. You have every right in a relationship to bring up your feelings. If you were asking about the future, um, I, you know, and obviously there's, there's a line between like obsessively pushing for a future and just asking like, what are we? Where do you see this going? What does your life look like in five years? None of that warrants a breakup at all. If that caused a breakup, that was not your person and that was not your fault. If you think it's your fault for the breakup because you were asking for your needs to be met, if you were saying, 
I would like to spend more time with you. I would like to spend more one-on-one time with you. I would like more hugs or, you know, anything like that. If you are asking for any of your love languages to be met or just any of your basic relational needs to be met and that led to a breakup, again, not your fault. And then I'm going to hammer this one in because it's never your fault. If you were cheated on and your ex made it seem like it was something that you did that caused them to cheat and I'm just going to focus on like some stereotypes that I see in movies sometimes, but if your ex said you didn't have sex with them enough or didn't, you know, satisfy them physically or you didn't dress a certain way or you didn't give them enough attention, it's not your fault. You never did anything that warranted someone to cheat on you. So want to make sure I mention that. And the last one is just for being yourself. If you were just being yourself, however that looks, whatever that looks like for you, how you look, how you relate, how you act, how you have fun, what you think is funny, whatever that is, if that caused the breakup, that's not your fault. That's a difference in compatibility. That's not your fault. So if you are blaming yourself for any of these things that I just said, give yourself a break. None of those things are worth blaming yourself over when it comes to why a breakup happened, period. Okay, so now that we have discussed why we tend to blame, why it's not good to jump into the blaming in the beginning, uh, why it sometimes can be good to blame your ex to break the spell, some reasons you should not be blaming yourself. Now I want to talk about the ultimate goal when it comes to processing and learning from a breakup. At the end of the day, it does not really matter whose fault it is. A breakup is a breakup. A breakup means that two people were not meant to be together. Sometimes there wasn't really anything that happened. Sometimes someone fell out of love or sometimes someone changed their mind, not because of any fault, but just because it wasn't working for them anymore. So at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter whose fault it is. Again, I've talked about why we tend to focus on that, but blaming and pointing the finger is not the point when healing through a breakup. The point of this all is to learn. Learning is such a pivotal part of the healing process because, and I was recently on a podcast and we were talking about how so many people think the point of a breakup is to wipe all the memories that you had of your ex and just like forget that they existed. That's not the point. If we were to do that, we would never, I don't think we would ever really learn what we wanted in a relationship. We would basically just be running around in circles constantly. You have to be able to learn from your relationships so you can keep improving and upgrading and moving into better relationships as you go through life. So the ultimate goal in a perfect world is you get to a point where you have some distance from the relationship. You have some distance from the intense emotions and you can realistically, objectively, and productively look at your ex's faults from the relationship and learn from them so you're better prepared for the next person you date. 
if you can see, okay, my ex was not a great communicator. Okay, I'm going to prioritize that when I'm looking for the next person that I want to date. And then you can also look at your faults in the relationship. So you are better prepared not only for your next relationship, but you're better prepared moving forward in your life. And I might get some pushback on this, but I believe, and I talked about this with, um, actually you'll, you'll find out next week cause it's with next week's guest, but we talked about this, but I believe there are faults on both sides, no matter what. And, you know, as someone that was in a horrendously toxic relationship, I still believe I had a part in it. I still believe that I had some faults in it. So I think no matter what, there should be things that you're able to look at from your ex's side and from your side when you get to a point where you have the distance and you have the objectivity. And let me tell you, there is something very liberating and very empowering about being able to see your faults, especially when all you've done is blame your ex. So when I was coming out of my toxic relationship, I had him up on the pedestal, got knocked off the pedestal. And then from that point on, all I did was blame him. I had so much anger towards him. I blamed him for <laughs> blamed him for so many things in my life. I blamed him for not having friends, for missing out on like the typical college experience. Just what like whatever I could blame on him, I would. But the problem was like I wasn't getting over him. I read this journal entry recently, like an old one of mine, and it said like why I still can't hear his name because I was so enraged about it. And I really what like I, I hadn't healed from it. So what finally allowed me to heal was I finally was able to look at my part in the whole thing. And it, the thing is, like, I didn't do anything to warrant being screamed at or being called names. That, that wasn't what it was. My fault in this whole thing or my lesson, I'd like to call it a lesson. My lesson in the whole thing was I stuck around in a relationship far longer than I should have. The writing was on the wall six months in, and I did not listen to my intuition. I did not trust my intuition. I didn't trust my gut. I didn't listen to family, and I stayed in it, and that was my lesson. And once I was able to see that, this obsession and this weight that he had on me years after the breakup was lifted. So there is so much benefit in being able to see it from both sides. So the bottom line is if you're stuck on blaming yourself or like solely blaming yourself or solely blaming your ex when it comes to the breakup, you got to do what you can to stop that thought pattern. And then you want to get to that point where you can see objectively on both sides because there's no like winners after a breakup. Like it's not like, oh, it was their fault I'm the winner. Breakups are hard on both sides. So try not to focus on that so much and just focus on like, what am I learning from this situation? I'm not going to put all my energy into being angry. I'm going to put my energy into learning from all of this. So I hope that was helpful and I will see you guys back here next week. I'm so excited. I have an awesome guest, um, Danette May. Some of you guys might know her. So stay tuned next week for that. 
I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.